Get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They can save you time and money and get the job done right the first time, worry-free. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com for current service specials or to schedule a test drive. 720 WGN, thanks for joining us. At 235, Robert Sherman will join us. He joins us every day since the war began. He is in Tel Aviv. He is a national correspondent for News Nation. We've seen a lot of local connections to what is happening happening in Israel and in Gaza. And John Rauschenberger joins us. John, you grew up in Elgin and then you lived in Chicago for many years. A big part of oh, so many things in, in Elgin and throughout Illinois. And then you retired to Florida. And now I understand it is your daughter, her husband, and your grandchildren who are desperately trying to get out of Gaza. Why don't you tell us the story? Well, thank you very much for this opportunity, uh, Lisa. Um, they, um, uh, my daughter uh, um, was in England for 17 years, and um, she went to NYU, Johns Hopkins, moved over to England on a Teach First program where they mimicked Teach for America. She met her husband, Mohammed, um, 20 years ago. They've been married, got five kids, 14 to four. And he is a 25-year U.K. citizen, but his ailing mother in Gaza um, was uh, failing health. So they decided they'd zip down there uh, and visit her, which they'd done a couple times in the past. The family owns a olive tree farm in the far southeast corner of Gaza, and they found themselves in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah. Frustratingly, they've had to move three times. Uh, they started out at Abbasan al-Kalbera, and then the IDF had to move to Kun Yunus, then they've moved again. So they find themselves uh, on a holiday trip to visit family, unable to uh, exit Gaza at this this moment. And it's, as you know, it's been going on three weeks now. Oh, I know. And there are hundreds of Americans who are trapped there. And, um, you know, I know that the State Department worked hard to get a crossing open so they could get across into Egypt. But I understand that that isn't working so well. The, the word on the ground and uh, my daughter's sheltering, sheltering with 31 other people in a three bedroom apartment near the border. Uh, twice the State Department early on said, go to the border only to have them wait for 10 hours in lines and nothing ever opened up. So nothing's happened in the last 10 days. So it's very frustrating. We registered them with the U.S. State Department for evacuation. And since her husband's a U.K. citizen, they've also uh, registered with the U.K. Home Office. And they've actually had more communication with um, the U.K. Home Office, but still nothing's happened. The word on the street down there uh, amongst all the people, and there's between four and 500 Americans who are trying to evacuate is Egypt's the holdout, which, you know, I find mind-boggling with all due respect. I'm not a foreign international uh, politician or diplomat, but you would think with all the years of foreign aid we've given Egypt and uh, military support that we were able to work something out to get all foreign nationals out. There's about 2,000 of them, including the 500 Americans. But obviously, I'm all for getting the 500 Americans out, which would include my daughter and their five kids are all American citizens, um, and he's a U.K. citizen. So, you know, we should be able to get out, but for some reason, uh, they just can't do it. I did hear, and I'd clarify, I did hear a John Kirby 
uh, press conference three days ago, uh, a reporter finally said, you've gotten the Americans out of Israel, which was dangerous. You got them out with charter flights and cruise ships. Now what are you going to do for the Americans that are trapped at the southern end of Gaza down at the Rafa border? And it's my understanding that she's not worried that she's a specific target, but she is worried that an errant missile or something, I mean, you just, she's in a war-torn zone right now. Yes. I would say, I would say when I get a chance to talk to her, which is infrequent, she said, Dad, the only real fear we have at night uh, is an errant rocket or errant missile. Correct. She said there are not, there's not uh, Hamas people walking around with AK-47s. but as the refugees from the north begin to infiltrate the south, it's being harder and harder uh, to source food and water. And I had a three-minute conversation because the, the connections, at least, are very inconsistent. She says that they're now out of drinking water. The men go out in the morning and source food. Um, they send the young, older boys to find a water truck. And the the women go and try to get bread at a local bakery. But um, she said just today that they're out of water and they haven't been able to find it. So I think they're getting a little more desperate. And for the first time in three weeks of talking to my daughter, I can fear a little frustration in in her voice. Yeah, I bet. I bet. And and you're her dad. You've got to be worried sick about your daughter and her husband and your grandchildren. You know, Emily is very focused steadfast, steely, pragmatic, and has been positive. But after three weeks, you know, what I fear the most, Lisa, is an accident. Some, you can't mm-hmm. be in that type of environment now three weeks as a Saturday and going on and not be worried now about something happening out of their total control. And, you know, it's abhorrent what Hamas has done in the north. It's barbaric. But there's an awful lot of wonderful Palestinian natives down there that had nothing to do with that. And they're not going anywhere. And, you know, it'd be easier on them if we got those 2,000 foreign nationals out. But it's just very, very frustrating that we can't find some solution. And as I started to say, uh, security director and security advisor to the president, John Kirby, said that they had tasked Ambassador Satterfield, our former ambassador to Lebanon and Turkey, to work on getting the gate open, the Rafah border crossing. But that was three days ago. So. You know, with the time difference, we wake up every morning here on the East Coast and in the Chicago area. Just hope she's on her way out. But we've heard nothing. Uh, and, and I would say they're starting to get more frustrated than I thought. Yeah, I and I would imagine that you out. are constantly online. You're constantly watching news reports. You're watching your phone, not setting it down, just hoping that a phone call makes it through to hear that she's okay. Yes. Yes. We've been very fortunate. I got frustrated when the State Department, I got through, believe it or not, to a federal agency two weeks ago and said, you've got a plan for Israel evacuation of Americans. What's the plan for um, the people down at the Rafa uh, border crossing? He put me on hold, and believe it or not, he came back in 10 minutes. The call didn't call, dropped. And he said, you know, we don't have a plan. We're urging all Americans at the southern end of the Rafa border crossing to be wary, be safe, and try to exit on their own which is impossible. Right. And, and that's, when, that's when I went to WINK, Wink News in Fort Myers, pounded on the door. And I said, i got to talk to somebody. i got a story. They interviewed me on local TV down here. CBS New York picked me up. I've been blessed with coverage on uh, uh, the CBS Morning Show. We've been on NBC with Lester Holt. 
We've been on the Chicago markets. Your, your TV station, WGN, has been a great supporter. We're just trying to get the word out and keep the focus on how do we get the Rafa border crossing open. Right, um, and I know that Raja Krishnamurthy, the representative from Illinois, yeah. has, uh, you know, written things on your behalf. I know, is it your sister who's an Elgin City Council member? My, my lovely sister, Carol, is working her little tail off on doing the same thing. We've got kind of a family, a family model right now. We're all in till they're all out. That's and awesome. We, we, have a, we have a large family. We're five generations in Elgin. I have five siblings. I got a sister in Tucson working. Uh, I got a son in D.C. working. Another son's active military in Norfolk. He's working. And, you know, we've got a, probably a 500 email free right now because you just never know who knows who. That's right. Um, And John, you know, you just never know who might hear your voice on this radio station right now. So, yeah, keep speaking out. Uh, We're all in till they're all out. I love your motto, and I'll be praying for your family. And thank you for sharing your story today. God bless, and thank you. Heartfelt, you're putting the spotlight. Thank you very much, Lisa. John Rauschenberger, longtime, you know, Elgin guy, and then spent 18 years living in downtown Chicago, retired to Florida a couple years ago. Now his daughter and his grandchildren and his son-in-law are trapped in Gaza, just trying to get out. We'll get the latest on what's happening in Israel coming up with Robert Sherman. But Steve's got the news next on 720 WGN. Lisa Dent, WGN.